You are now listening to the Do Well Collective podcast, where we help Christian millennials put their faith to work through authentic conversations and community. This is season three of our Faith in Action series. We are conducting a series of compelling conversations with leaders in industry on the topic of faith and work. If you are back for this episode, we welcome you. And if this is your first time, wow, we have some amazing conversations that will inspire you, encourage you, and make you want to get out there and start your own thing. For this episode, we have a special guest, a friend of mine, Evan Diaz. He is the founder of Evan Diaz Creative, and he is about to drop some amazing, amazing wisdom right at your footstep. So be prepared. And let's jump right into this episode. Let's do well. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Do Well Collective Podcast. We are so excited. Can you believe it? Another episode, another episode installment of our Faith in Action series. And we have a very, very special guest in the house, uh, a dear friend of mine, but before we jump into our guests and keep going with our amazing season, Jalen's going to hit us up with a few updates. Yes. So we are, man, we are a couple episodes deep into season three. Man, we thank you all for your support so far, listening in to each episode and sharing these things. Man, once again, you can always find us at Do Well Collective. That's Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok now. Uh, and we also have our new website. So that's www dowellcollective.com. You can find us there. Join our email subscriber list so that you can be first one to first one to know about all the cool updates and exclusive content that we have coming your way. Yeah, we got, man, this website has oh. been a journey, but we have finally <laughs> got our website up and we're really excited about it. We yes. love it. So yes, go please check out our website, subscribe, add yourself to our email list. Yes. And we will love, love to keep you updated about what's happening at the, at the collective. Yes. So, all right. So here we are. We're at another episode of our Faith in Action series. And we have a dear friend of mine, my buddy, Evan Diaz. What's up, brother? Yes. How's it going? man it's going great man it's so good to have you so evan diaz is a creative he's an entrepreneur he is the founder of evan diaz creative and that is a branding and marketing agency that helps businesses that helps nonprofits, that helps organizations build and develop their message in a in a beautiful but also articulate and concise way um, and helps these organizations grow and share their brands with the world. That's just a small part of who he is. Oh my gosh. It's just a small part. You know, he's also an amazing musician. He's oh, also <laughs> a world traveler. Yeah. He's a husband. He's a father. Oh, but we're going to get to know him more in this episode, but welcome, bro. It's good to have you, man. Yes. Thank you very much. I'm pumped to be here. <laughs> yeah man yeah bro so um evan we know each other through the world race yeah um, and if for people who are not familiar the world race is a uh, 11 month mission trip that takes you to 11 countries across the globe um and it, it, it is as crazy as it sounds but yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes we 
whoever goes on this mission trip, uh, it is a it is a mission trip to declare um, the goodness and the glory of Jesus Christ. Um, and Evan, when I was getting ready to go on my mission trip, Evan was on staff um, at Adventures and Missions. That's the parent company. And I just had always admire his heart, his passion, his fierceness, his beard. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a great beard, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I always just admire who he is. Um, so we wanted to bring him on the show today because uh, he has an awesome story. So we're going to start off um, with the origins of Evan. That, the origin that, story. The origin the story, man. Origins. So I know that you were brought up in Boston. But uh, give us a glimpse into, you know, who was Evan when he was coming up in Boston um, and figuring out his place in the world? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up mostly in Boston. My family is from Brazil. So um, I was born in Boston. Everyone else from Brazil. We moved there when I was seven and I lived there for for a couple of years, came back when I was like 12. So I got this interesting perspective on the world right so like yeah. you know the elementary school in the states kind of what we're all used to and then suddenly i'm in you know moving into middle school and stuff in brazil this developing country and at the time it was just like really developing you know there was a lot of poverty and a lot of craziness and mm -hmm. um and then suddenly you know boop you i got plucked out and moved back um, to the States and that both of those transitions were really big, um, mm. you know, inciting incidents in my life, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, growing up, we were always going to church. My mom was always really involved in whatever church we were going to. Um, so I, uh, had kind of that like church upbringing, but it was, it was really mostly like the social club. Mm -hmm. type church yeah. thing yeah. you know like yeah. oh you got to go to church on sunday and then there's a <laughs> youth group and you got to go do that and it was kind of mm -hmm. like yeah okay this is something we do you know um mm -hmm. and yeah i mean i uh did some stuff with ywam growing up uh youth with the missions a big probably the biggest mission organization mm -hmm. out there and yeah. so i kept getting these glimpses of what a real relationship with the father looks like. Mm -hmm. But then it was always like back to, back to the everyday social club version of church. You know, it was like mm -hmm. mountaintop this summer when I go hang out with the YWAM people and then back to regular life and who cares, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so that was my church experience growing up. And after a while I was like, you know what, this is whack. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's yeah. boring. You know, like everyone's mm -hmm. telling me how to live, what to do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to go do the rock and roll thing. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's what I was into. I was, I was, you know, finding my own uh, taste and style and music and, and um, seeing these guys living this life. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go do that. Um, mm. And so left the church still with some level of belief in God, but I was kind of yeah. like, I'm going to put you over here and just go do my thing. So, yeah. um, started, this was, you know, end of high school, beginning of college, started playing in bands and 
started doing okay, you know, like playing bigger and bigger shows at bars and, and clubs and stuff like that. And um, just living the sex, drugs, rock and roll life, you know, like playing shows, smoking weed till I couldn't smoke weed anymore, fell asleep, woke up, smoked some more weed, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, yep. yeah. and, yeah. uh, you know, graduated college, got a job as a graphic designer. I was doing all mm. this stuff that mm. was what I thought I wanted and what I was supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I've got a, a job as a graphic designer, which is what I wanted to do since I was a, a kid, you know? Wow. Um, wow. and I was playing in bands and we went on a couple tours and it was, it was all the stuff that I was supposed to want. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, I was just depressed. Didn't yeah. like anything about my life. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, I was doing all the stuff that I thought I wanted, but really I was feeling like this sucks. Like this is not it at all. Mm. And that's mm. when the Lord kind of came back and was like, you know, pick me up yeah. and was like, yeah, I mean, I never told you to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff I told you not to do. Mm-hmm. And you it's had to great. you had to go and figure it out on your own, and that's okay. But I love you, and I want you back. So mm-hmm. um, let's let's figure this thing out together. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, don't know what to do with that. So I like yeah, this is a long story. I'm sorry about that. You told me no, to be concise. No, I'm good. I'm no, going hard. Good. Uh, no, this is good. So yeah. I would like. I was like, what do I do? Uh, okay. There's this church that I used to go to every once in a while. They weren't like the lamest church. So I'm going to start going back there and I would wake up Sunday morning, smoke a bunch of weed, um, ride my bike to this church and sit in the back, just kind of like, Oh my gosh, dude. you know? And like, um, it was, it oh. was, it was cool. Cause I, it was, I, God was like ramping me back in to, yeah. um, life with him because it's not it's not even just about church right but yeah, that's that's yeah. all i knew mm-hmm. yeah, so exactly, exactly, you know exactly. i would smoke my joint get on my bike sit in church all stone in the back you know trying to avoid yeah. people's eye contact and yeah. stuff and the wow. pastor well the stuff that the pastor was talking about was hitting me super hard oh um my oh my God. possibly because i was stoned in the back and i was like yo that's <laughs> deep <laughs> right, what that's crazy you know uh, jesus did what bro he right. said that nobody is in 4d right 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 and um you know that was that was the beginning of god bringing me back and um after a while i was like you know what i'm gonna smoke after church it's kind of awkward being stoned at church i'm gonna smoke after church and it kept going for a little while and then one day i was in my apartment um and I did not like this apartment at all. I was living with 10 guys. I didn't know like any of them. And it, it was rough. It was rough, bro. Um, Sounds awful. Right, yeah. right. 10 people you don't know, they don't like me, you know, like they're not my friends. But it was the only place I found that I could, that I could live. But I, so I was in my room a lot. So I was just in my room, smoking my weed, doing my thing, you know, watching movies or whatever. Somebody messages me on Facebook and it's like, uh, one of my close friends growing up, his sister, she's like, Hey, um, I'm going on this, uh, 11 month backpacking trip and mm. I need people to, um, support me financially to, to donate to my trip. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. You know, like, how do I hear more about that? And she said, worldrace.org. I was like, okay, cool. I went and checked it out and I watched these videos that they had 
still smoking my joint, you know, like chilling. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, cool. <laughs> you know? And God just got me right there. And he was like, this is it. This is what I need you to do. I need you to like leave everything behind, go do this thing. And I was like, what? I'm going to go from here to missionary just like that. Like, ah, that doesn't make sense. They're not going to accept me. There's a whole application process. And he was like, just do it. Just go for it. Trust me. I was like, all right. So I fill out the application. They have like, Craig probably remembers this. They have like challenges, like oh, gosh, list out yes. the things that you struggle with, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> alcohol. Yes. Drug use. Yes. Tobacco use. Yes. And there was one that was like destruction of property. And I was like, I've done graffiti. So yes. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow or another, I talked to the people and they were like, you know, we don't usually accept people with your kind of story or whatever, but I think this is the Lord and uh, you've been accepted. And that was it. You know, like that was got me to where I'm at today. It was that was the race, you know, the race made a huge uh, huge difference in my walk with God and just my life in general. So, wow, wow, Evan, you, you, our story has yeah. just so many overlaps, yeah. bro. I thought that too. I was like, <laughs> he, like I was like, y'all have a very similar story. We have a very similar story, just like that rock and roll, like fast life. Yeah, being like under the influence, sitting at the back of the church. That was. <laughs> That was my story, bro. Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. And it's so many more people's stories than you think, you know? Because mm-hmm. I showed up at World Race Training Camp like, oh, it's just going to be me and a bunch of youth group kids. This is going to be weird. Everyone's <laughs> going to be whack and, like, boring, whatever. And, come, like, getting to know people, especially over the years, like, working with the World Race, it's like, man, there's a lot of us that have that same kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Um and God is calling us, you know, mm-hmm. like if he can call Paul, who is like a crazy terrorist, murderer, <laughs> assassin person, yes. like, yep. yes. so I smoked a little weed, you know what I mean? Like, I smoked a lot of weed, but like, so I was smoking <laughs> weed and God was like, you, I want to use you, you know? And, and yeah. my story has um, been, a, I've been able to connect with a lot more people than somebody who's just like brought up prim and proper, you know, like mm-hmm. wearing a tie to church their whole life. So it's, it's, it's been really cool. Wow. That is cool, man. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And, and I love, oh man, I just love hearing your story. And what I love about it is you never, you didn't leave out the process. You know, that, yeah. that's what was so beautiful about what you were saying. You were like, hey, listen, I started, I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start going to church. I'm still high, but I'm going to go. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going yeah. to still go. And I love, I love that you shared that uh, because a lot of times, when people look at this thing, they think, okay, it's post, it's supposed to be just one day I'm where I am. And then the next day I'm just completely, I'm just completely set straight. There's nothing I still struggle with. There's nothing that I have to even wrestle through, Mm -hmm. you know, but I love how honest, you know, your story is, man, because that's a lot of people process, man. It's not a one day thing. A lot of times it's just working through us, you know, so I love to hear that. Yeah, for sure. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a long road. And I, I I Mm -hmm. praise God for the people that have lightning bolt moments where they're just like sitting up tweaking in their bedroom, you know, like freebasing heroin. And then Jesus himself shows up and he's like, stop it. You know, like, (laughs) like that's dope. And he's like, I will, you know, like never touch heroin again. That's amazing. And I've got friends who have that kind of story. Right. Um, Right. But like, 
even after that moment, you know, at some point that dude was like, yo, should I go get some smack right now? You know, like mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. there is that growth in that, that journey and, and it doesn't stop, you know, it doesn't right. like you go on the world race or you go to G42 or whatever. And, um, suddenly you're this super Christian, awesome person who can, mm-hmm. you know, do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't exist. The more right. you grow, the more mm-hmm. like you learn and you struggle and you deconstruct and there's all this stuff that you have to keep, keep doing. So, yeah, 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 absolutely, man. That is such a powerful story um, of, you know, God redeeming you, Evan, and mm-hmm. redeeming your story. Um, and so specifically, I want to go in a direction of, you know, you know, you have this experience of, you know, you realize that your life isn't the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And you start going to church and you're slowly um, making those changes, you know, God is loving on you, you know, you're making those changes, you're going to world race. Uh, I'm curious, man, how did the Lord also redeem, you know, the musical part of who you are and, and the, you know, the artists yeah. that you are, like how, how did God redeem those parts of who you are? Man, I mean, as soon as, you know, the race kind of came into, into my life when I first like applied and got accepted, I was yeah. like, okay, I guess now I got to do worship music because that's what <laughs> you do as a, as a musician. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I didn't, I did, I knew the old songs, you know, like from, from like our youth group days, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, it was so cheesy back then, man. You know, like, oh, yeah. Lord, I lift <laughs> your name on high. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to play that stuff. It's so <laughs> whack, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And um, so I was I was scared at first, but then like uh, my squad, my world race squad had like a playlist um, on Spotify and I started listening mm. to all this new music and some of it was still the old, you know, uh, Michael W. Smith, uh, you know, Chris Tomlin <laughs> stuff. And I was Amy like, Grant. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and um, but there was some some new stuff at the time. The new stuff was like Gunger playing beautiful things, you know, and, mm. um, you know, the, the, the Hillsong United Zion album mm. had just come out, which had, mm. uh, oceans on it, which oh my gosh. whatever, whatever you feel about that song, it's been overplayed for sure. But that is probably the most popular worship song that has ever existed. Absolutely. Yeah. That Absolutely. song was on like pop radio for a little bit. Mm. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a big deal for Christian art in general. And so I was seeing all this new stuff and I'm like, whoa, I did not know we could go there, you know? And I'm a big, I'm a big, um, fan of hardcore and and metal music. So what people would call screamo, you know? Um, and, uh, (laughs) it's, I started finding these Christian bands that, you know, were making this, this heavy music, but Mm. just like straight up preaching the gospel or, Mm. um, even in more, complex like nuanced ways talking about Mm. spiritual life with with Mm. god with jesus and i was like yo this is on another level you know like Mm. christian a lot of christian metal uh that i heard growing up was kind of just like basically you take the christian cliches and you put it to like heavy guitars and stuff and it was kind of kind of whack kind of kind of dumb you know um Mm -hmm. like like the the christian hip-hop stuff in the in the 90s 
was like yep. real cheesy, like who's oh. in the house? You know, like that. <laughs> and it was, yeah. And uh. now you get dudes like um like uh what's his what's his name? Uh, like Andy Minio and yeah. Lecrae, yeah. and they're doing they're yeah. creating beautiful art. Right. It just happens to be about Jesus because they're about Jesus, you know? Exactly. And so I was like, okay, I can do that too. And I started like writing some worship songs. I wrote a couple on the race that were like, okay, you know, but you got to work on the yeah. okay stuff to get to the great stuff, you know? And I've yeah. been writing music since I was nine years old. Um, but so I started writing worship music and I wanted to make it as simple as possible because I wanted anyone to be able to sing along to it and anybody to who's learning guitar, let's say, to be able to pick up a guitar and play it. Yeah. Um, and I started messing around with writing like hardcore music. That was the opposite. I wanted to make it as complex as possible, as, as hard as I, it could be for me to play it on the guitar and with the most concepts that i could possibly shove into the lyrics and stuff like that mm -hmm. you know mm. um so yeah i mean it's 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 been a really cool journey since then because i have a purpose behind the music that i'm making that's not just like i want to play on stage i want to mm. make girls think i'm cool and i want to like travel and play music you know um yeah yeah so wow oh man that that is beautiful man and <laughs> that that's beautiful man just to hear that that transition uh and yeah i agree <laughs> we've come so far <laughs> the music has come so so far so right. far thankfully <laughs> yeah yes i wanted to ask you as well um going into it because i i you you just illustrated beautifully you know like the way that your faith really uh came to influence your art yeah. now i want to mm -hmm. go uh, uh just a little bit to the left right with graphic design because you're not just an incredible musician but also an incredible artist too man mm -hmm. um so i wanted to sh like talk about like how did you get started you know going into graphic design um well i was always like drawing when i was a kid i loved just like doodling and you know my mom got me a book on it was it was uh how to draw comics the marvel way mm -hmm. so like Oh. I was drawing like Wolverine and the Hulk and Captain America. And that was, that was, I was like six, you know, five or six doing that. Um, so it was just always something that I liked. And then um, when I got to like eighth grade, freshman year of high school, um, somebody gave me a bootleg copy of Photoshop. Uh, mm. And I was like, okay, cool. I want to mess around with this, you know? And, uh, you know, I would just take a photo and swap people's heads, you know, like do, do just like whatever, you know, just playing around with it. Yeah. And, um, my first high school that I went to was a technical school. Mm. Um, so you had to go through all of the shops freshman year. So I went, you know, to like the mechan auto mechanic shop and there's like a beauty salon shop, uh, culinary carpentry, mm -hmm. all this stuff. And then there was a, a graphic arts shop, which was a print shop, you know? Wow. Um, and that's where I was like first hands-on introduced to graphic design. Mm. Um, and at the same time, it's, it's crazy how that like all lined up. I had a, a leader in my youth group. Um, this guy, his name's Bobby Riley, and he's the CEO of um, a company called Soldier. Uh, uh, now it's called Soldier Unlimited. They used to be called Soldier Design. It was a, a, a branding thing. 
But I thought you were about to say Soldier Boy. You seem like, no. you know Soldier Boy? <laughs> no, uh, I do not know Soldier Boy. Um, but he, he's he's big leaks. You know, he's like designing clothing and branding stuff for Under Armour and mm-hmm. Nike and like all these big big companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like my youth leader and he was telling me like yeah i do this stuff and i'm like that's amazing that's the coolest Mm, thing i've ever heard you know you're designing snowboards and like skateboards and all this stuff that's like i'm about all of that you know and so that was 14 i was introduced to this world of graphic graphic design and i was like this is it this is everything that i want to do you know Um, and i consider myself super lucky for figuring that out at 14 because yes. yeah. there's yeah. a lot of people that don't figure it out until 25, 26, 26, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even later than that. And I mean, mm-hmm. you can, you can move around the, the world you're not fixed to one career path, obviously, but exactly, um, I got to start a path towards becoming a graphic designer at 14 years old. So that's how, that's how it all started for me. Wow. I, I, I totally agree. You know, that is amazing that you were able to figure that out at 14 years old. Just like, mm-hmm. yes, that mm-hmm. is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's the area of my life that I want to concentrate on because you're right. You know, a lot of times in life, some people don't figure that out till they're 30. Right. You know, to really get serious about what they want to do with their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, bro, I love that you went to a technical high school. Yeah. Because yes. I'm all about that. I'm all about that because college is not for everybody Mm-mm. right Mm-mm. you know like going to you know uh, uh higher you know what, what do they call it um liberal, liberal arts college yeah. you know doing all that 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 may not be people's lane you know especially if you know man i'm great at working on cars you right. know man. i know how to take old cars and refurbish them mm-hmm. and sell them mm-hmm. you know like right. what do you need to go to college for you know? right, <laughs> right. Tell me. Yeah. And like the the thing was, it was this whole stigma about that school, the the like vocational technical school, um, that that's where the dumb kids go because uh, they're not going to be able to go to college, right? Because so it was that's it crazy. was we were all these like troublemakers, crazy. you know, and it was like the worst kids in school got sent to the to the voc because mm. um, that was their only chance at a you know stable life or whatever. But I'm thinking about it now, and it's like, if it wasn't framed like that, if somebody had come into uh, our eighth grade class when they were, like, presenting for this school, right, and they were like, listen, the world is always going to need someone to fix cars. Come yeah. on, Amy. Come on. The world is always going to need somebody to build houses and to come fix on. wiring and houses. And come if on. you become an electrician out of high school, by the time you're 20, you're going to be making six figures guaranteed. Yes, guaranteed. You know, and uh, like, yeah. yes. I went, I went to that school uh, through like my sophomore year, and then like I think three quarters of the way through, my family moved. We moved around a lot. Um, obviously, we moved between two countries, you know. So we we were always hopping around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to a regular high school after that, and. You know, the emphasis then was like, get these, this is what you want to do. Okay, get all of your art courses in so that you can go to an art school and get your college degree and do this, that, and the other. And I went to college. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
looking back, if I could have told myself, if, if I could have been my own guidance counselor, right? I would have said, don't go to college. Uh, get on YouTube and learn your software. Because mm-hmm. it's all there. All the stuff is on YouTube. In college, I was looking up how to do my homework on YouTube. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, if you're dedicated enough and you know what you want, uh, you can figure out how to do it. You know, because for me, it could have been like, all right, I graduate high school. I start doing like hustling, doing free design work for whoever I can do design work for. Build up a portfolio. Making a website is the, is like not that difficult anymore. You know, no, um, yeah. you can get on Squarespace and make an awesome website very easily. Um, and so like once I build up that first initial portfolio, build a portfolio website and start getting more clients, paying gigs, and then your mm-hmm. price can go up and up and up and up. So that by the time I was, what, 22 and graduated college, um, I would have already been working as a graphic designer for four years, yes. like professionally. Yes. Yes. When I went in reality, when I graduated college, I got a job at Staples mm. slinging copies because that was the only thing I had enough experience for, mm. you know, and they mm. promise you like, you're going to graduate. You're going to be a graphic designer. You're going to make 40, 40 K a year as an initial uh, job. And you're going to move up there. You'll may be making six figures in no time. It's like, that's not true because you need that experience, right? That's true. Um, yep, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that was that was the 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 whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's knowledge right there, bro. Seriously, that's knowledge, and I think more more people are figuring that out. Yeah, yes. you know that they're figuring like, hey, you know, I really don't have to go to college to to be successful, right? Exactly. You know, and even redefining and taking back what success means. Yes. Right. We've definitely been sold a story, you know, that doesn't fit everybody's life. Right. Exactly. Man. So, man, tell us about Evan Diaz Creative, bro. Tell us about your company and what was the process like of you turning, you know, your skill, you know, your your graphic, your love for graphic design into a business? Yeah. So, I mean, I was for years I've been trying to do like the freelance thing, you know, and people will message me on Facebook, you know, like, Hey, uh, I need a logo for my whatever. And I'm like, yeah, sure. It'll be 50 bucks, hundred bucks, you know, like just, Mm -hmm. just whatever it was. uh, I had a job. So it was just like a little side gig for some extra money for, for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, recently with, with, um, I was working at adventures and missions and they're great. I love them a lot. Um, and, just with, with COVID and, you know, raising my daughter Anthem and, uh, my wife got pregnant and like all of these things started like adding up. And I was like, you know, I think it's time for me to just like take the leap and Mm -hmm. do the Mm -hmm. thing, just go after it, be my own boss, like do the work that I love doing, um, and do it my way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I decided to just go fully, um, you know, freelances. I don't like the word freelance. It feels like, like I'm a college kid scraping by, you know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, while I was working at adventures and missions, I was just like trying to learn as much as I could about, um, actual marketing and, um, Mm -hmm. like how 
how to do more than just make a logo here in a, in a vacuum, right? It's mm-hmm. like, um, I can make you a logo for sure. Like I am so experienced in doing that. I can totally do that for you, but you're going to spend 700 bucks on this logo and that's money you're never going to see back if the words on your website aren't correct. Oh, oh my gosh. Come on. You know man. what I mean? Come on, man. And like, I'm a kingdom dude. I, I, I live this kingdom life and I want to, um, help people. Right. I want to put God on display and like give people mm-hmm. a good product as a business person. Mm-hmm. Um, some, I don't want to rip people off, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. right. Um, I decided to, um, do this marketing and branding work in a, in a different way. Cause it's the, a really common, uh, framework or whatever, uh, yeah. set up for somebody who like makes websites is, um, I'm gonna make you this big complicated website and then you're going to be stuck paying me to fix every little problem with it mm-hmm. for however long you have your website, right? It's like, oh, uh, we found a typo on this page. It's like, okay, well, you're paying me a hundred bucks an hour. So it's a hundred bucks for me to take this wrong word and fix it, you know? Um, And I'm just like, I don't, that doesn't sit right with me. That doesn't seem like uh, the way I want to do business as a kingdom person, as a kingdom man. Yeah. So um, I'm like, with Evan Diaz Creative, I want to make, um, everything in a way that you can manage it on your own. It's really not that complicated to have a website nowadays, right? So instead of um, always custom building websites from scratch for people, um, which I have the the connections to do if that's really what you need, but like instead of doing that, we can build you a website on Squarespace. I'm going to build it and I know how to set up a website. I know what needs to go where and where... Uh, somebody's gonna, you know, why somebody would click on a button here as opposed to putting it over here, mm. um, all that kind of stuff. Right. So I will build your website. Yeah. When we're done, I will show you how to operate it. It's not that hard once it's built and, uh, then you're off to the races, go run your business. You didn't start your business to become a web designer and mm. a graphic designer and to write copy and do all this stuff. That's why I started my business. Yeah. So like, yeah. let's work together. Let's get you set up in a way that is easy to manage. And then you go do the thing that you want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the whole idea behind uh, how I do things with, with Evan Diaz Creative. I want people to like take power and mm. get set up right so that their dream can actually become a reality. Their, wow. their big dr- business dream can like take off, you know? Yeah. Um, and just uh, one, one more thing on that. I have, I, I have so many friends that are like, yeah, I want to start a coffee shop. You know, like the world race thing, uh, Craig, you probably know about it. They all come back. They're like, I want to start a coffee I shop. I want to start a coffee shop. <laughs> Tell people about and, Jesus. Yeah. Just like be a space for the community to like <laughs> come together. <laughs> and all of the proceeds are going to go to wipe every tear to get women out of sex, sex trafficking in, in Thailand. I'm like, all right, that's great. Uh, when are you going to do that? So, oh, I don't know. Like when I, when I like can make some money and blah, 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 blah. it's like, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're never going to make that dream happen because all you, all you're interested in doing is dreaming. Mm-hmm. If oh, you will on. just mm-hmm. get started 
mm-hmm. if you will just like figure out, okay, this is what I want my branding to look like. I need to get a website. Th- these are the words that I need to say on the website. This is the problem that I'm trying to solve That's for, um, yeah, for my customers and for the people overseas that I'm trying to get that stuff figured out and just go for it. Yes. Starting a business nowadays is as simple as making a website. Mm-hmm. You can worry about LLCs and QuickBooks and bank accounts. All that stuff can come after, right? Yeah. If you create the brand, suddenly it's real. It's real. And yeah. you can get started on like shut up about how much you want your dreams to come true and just go make them happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100 percent man <laughs> like I, I just want to start clapping on here yes 100 percent oh with you on that yeah that is great i love your mindset man just because starting back first where how you just you know made sure you just to say hey you know i, I want this thing to be something that is integral you know yep. it, it's integral uh and God glorifying, you know, even with the process through which I work with people, um, because man, that is that is so good. Because there are a lot of people who would say, "Word, you want me to change something? Okay, let's uh, let's let's right. give. I need five hundred. Let's let's change right. this. Yeah. Change half. Change a quarter of this page. We're gonna do five hundred. Like, but right. I love that you say, "Hey, instead of doing that, my interest is in empowering people. Empowering people." Yeah to go run the race that they need to run, you know? Right. And I think that is so important. Yeah. Cause that is kingdom. Yeah. The other, mm-hmm. the other guy, um, he's playing a different game. He's doing mm-hmm. empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my, as, as kingdom people, we don't mess with empire. You no. know who messed with empire? No. Egypt. When, when the, the, the kingdom of Israel was stuck in the Egyptian empire mm-hmm. and God had to get them out. Right. Um, yes. And there's it, throughout like the whole Bible, there's this back and forth between um, God's shalom kingdom and the world's idea of empire. Right. Mm. Um, and God is trying over and over again to get his people out of the empire. Stop thinking exactly. empire, think yeah. kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not Babylon, it's Israel, it's not Egypt, it's Israel. You mm. are my people, and mm. we're supposed to. Um, take care of everybody else. No questions asked, you know? And so I just don't have time for empire, man. Like that's not in me. That's not in my bones. I don't have any interest in like building an empire. Like, do I want to make money and like be able to, you know, provide for my family? Absolutely. I would love to make a bunch of money, but what am I going to do with all that money? Exactly. Yeah. That's good. I'm going to build God's kingdom. I'm going to uh, put God on display with my generosity. If someday I make a bajillion dollars, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. because that's how kingdom people should operate. We shouldn't be worried about empire. We should be worried about God's kingdom. God's kingdom. God's kingdom. 100%, bro. Love it. 100%. Hundred percent. So, Evan, uh, as we get ready to to wrap this conversation up yeah. and transition to um, our fun part of the the conversation, where we have a little fun, I wanted to ask you this one last question, man. Why is it important for us as followers of Christ to use our gifts for His kingdom? I think that's a perfect, you know, mm-hmm. connection to what you just said. But why is it important for us? as followers of Christ to use our gifts, you know, mm-hmm. the unique things that God has given us to advance the kingdom. I'm just like, what other choice do we have? Mm. If 
God has actually like impacted your life. Mm. You know, like you've, you've had that real, like in your guts, in your bones experience with God, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? And I, I talk about this a lot with people. Um, You can preach on street corners and, you know, like, talk to every single person that walks by you on the street, tell them the gospel spelled out exactly the way it is. But if they're not getting a glimpse of the tree of life, mm. it doesn't matter. It's, it's mm-hmm. actually just kind of annoying, you know, yeah. like, bro, mm. I'm trying to walk to work or like, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. I don't have time to be talking about, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if somebody gets a, a real glimpse of even just one little leaf on the tree of life, mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. If you get one real look at how amazing and crazy awesome God is, mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, like that is all that you can like dedicate your life to after that after that moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people even in the church that haven't had that. Yeah, that experience. That's true. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah. So I'm like, I'm in. So my giftings and my uh, talents and skills and dreams are also all in. They're all pointing towards God and building his kingdom. So it's kind of like, why is it important for us to use our gifts to advance the kingdom of God? That's not even a question. Mm -hmm. Or it shouldn't even be a question. That's just what we do. You know, mm-hmm. and now Holy Spirit is all up in it and through throughout all of all of that stuff. And it's just a part of the way we live life now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it should be. <laughs> yeah. hundred yes. percent, man. Uh, man. So Evan, uh, we hate this at the end. This has been so good. Yeah. <laughs> man. Oh, my gosh. So we, we're, we're transitioning to a fun part. We got a couple of things we wanted to ask you um okay. just just to have some fun but first thing we want to start off with is our bible verse freestyle and so okay. for this what we're going to do is going to read you uh just a bible verse here and then you're just going to give us your quick thoughts on it all okay. right all right so i'm gonna read that it's for today it's going to be ephesians 10 uh 2 and 10 uh and it says for we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do so you'll give you a quick thought on that, your freestyle. Bible verse freestyle. Yes. Man. I mean, it's kind of everything that we've just been talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. God created us. He designed us mm-hmm. um, so that we could live that life with him. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in creating us, he put that DNA somewhere deep inside of us, right? His, his Uh DNA and what he really wants for us to do is to go and show people what he's like, you know, Uh um, which is the whole reason they put, uh, the God put the kingdom of Israel in the spot that he put him. That's why he promised that specific land um, mm. to his people. Um, mm. Not trying to get political or anything. There's a lot going on with Israel right now, but like he put them at the, the, the center of the known world at that time. 
right? Mm -hmm. The whole, like all of civilization kind of connected right there where Israel is because there was the Mediterranean and then there was Asia over this way. And like everyone was coming towards that center point. And he Mm. then gave them, you know, Deuteronomy, uh, uh, Leviticus and stuff. And was like, all right, here's how you're going to dress. And they were like, what? (laughs) That's what you want me to wear? That's so weird. You know, like. Um, you go back, the, do, do y'all have those Bibles with the, uh, the little pictures in them? Have you ever seen yeah. them? Like uh, yeah. the, the priest, yeah. the priest robes, yeah. right? With like yeah. the, oh, you've got a, a seal on your arm and a thing on your forehead and uh, mm-hmm. jewels on your chest and stuff. Yeah. And we look at it and we're like, oh, cool. Bible time swag. That's cool. And you just like move on. <laughs> that was actually super weird. Mm-hmm. That, that outfit. Uh, if somebody saw you wearing that in public, they would be like, what is he like, right what, what the heck is it like some you know some guy from turkey came out and saw you he'd be like what the heck is that the whole point of that was your everything about you is saying i worship this god i worship yeah, yeah. yahweh yeah and i look different because yahweh is different, it's different. come on yeah come on. right and so that's that's the whole thing. He created us. He we are his creation, and he wants us to go into the world and say like, "Hey, this is what my creator is like, right mm-hmm. here." He does things this way. He takes mm-hmm. care of people this way. Yeah. Um, so, I, I hope that was good. A good freestyle. Yeah, you no, did it. Man. That was great. <laughs> I was not prepared at all. <laughs> oh, no. That was great, man. No, that was that was perfect, man. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that. that, that's why we do it. We hey. Yeah. No preparation. It's yeah. just a freestyle <laughs> from your heart, man. That Ooh. was powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that, bro. Yeah. Man, well, we're getting ready to, to close this thing out, man. But before we do, please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media, uh, where they can find you online, or if there's anything else that's coming up in your world that you want to let people know about. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can always just go to evandias.com. Uh, that's my website. That's where the, the, the fun starts. That's where you can start your whole project and really, um, get that dream of yours that you've been sitting on, get that started. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so just go to evandias.com and read through the website, look at the, the different things that I offer. I offer a bunch of stuff, but, um, I'm only really going to give you what you need because I'm not really interested in giving you stuff that you don't actually need. I want you yeah. to start your business and make money so that you can keep doing the thing, keep making the world a better place, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, evandias.com. Uh, you can look up Evandias Creative on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'm up there. I'm posting uh, some inspirational stuff every once in a while on there. Um, every once in a while, you'll actually see my work. But for the most part, I'm just like, let's get people to just get going, get your dream yeah, going. Yeah. You know? get moving. So, yeah. yeah. That's that. Awesome, awesome. man. Yeah. Man, thank you for being on with us today. Evan, you did an amazing job, yeah. bro. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. <laughs> Loved it. This, this was really fun. All right. Uh, hey, well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of our Faith in Action series where we are inspiring and empowering you to go after your dreams, just like Evan was talking about on this episode. Go after it. Go start it. Don't just dream. Put that into action and get started. If you need any branding or marketing support to get your dream started, to get your dream online, 
please check out evandiaz.com and let him help you do that. All right. It's been great, y'all. Let's do well. Hey, it is Craig from the Do Well Collective Podcast. What an amazing episode with Evan Diaz. What I loved about his story is that he shared something very personal. He shared how he started in life and how God transformed him through that and what he is doing now. That is such a powerful testimony of how we all have a story and that we all have something that God can use. So that was so very encouraging and we thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we want to invite you to please share it, leave a comment and tag us on social media. That is Instagram, Facebook, TikTok and the other platforms that we use. Last but not least, Dua Collective is excited to announce that we have a brand new website. You can find us at dowellcollective.com. Join the collective by becoming an email subscriber where you will receive weekly devotionals, exclusive content, brand new episode, and much more. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we cannot wait to see you next episode. Let's do well.